0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Life in the Dark, a podcast dedicated to the golden age of radio and Hollywood's classic era. This podcast is part of the Nomad in the Middle Network. More information can be found at
1: nomadinthemiddle.com.
2: Brought to you from Hollywood by Procter & Gamble's Tide, the largest selling wash day product in America. The Red Skelton Show with Dave Rose and his orchestra, our singing stars, The Four Knights, Lorene Petal, Pat McGee and Dick Ryan, Martha Wentworth and me, Rod O'Connor. Now for Metro-Golden-Mayer, the star of our show, Red Skelton. You know, sometimes radio fantasy becomes unbelievable. But let's hope that this story about Santa Claus will never become a reality. For a few hours last night, Santa Claus was missing. Now the story can be told. So let's move the clock back to 1 a.m. Christmas Eve and find the gent who will enact the story. MGM's clown and the star of the Procter & Gamble program, Red Skelton.
3: Now will
1: you
3: As a dreamer I bring you Tide greetings <laughs> Good night
4: oh, 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 oh now that I see You sitting there I know you're still up
3: There's a brilliant line Too <laughs> boy Yeah I'm looking Over some of my Christmas cards Here's one from Milton Burrow. Well, how about that? It's got the same verse on it that I sent him last year. That guy even steals some Christmas cards.
4: <laughs> say, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a nice card there. Yeah, well,
3: it's from Jack Benny oh. and it's got a beautiful little personal uh, handwritten note on the side here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's it say? This style of a card, $1.50 a dozen.
4: <laughs> uh, who sends you the card with
3: nothing written on it? Well, the blank card there, that's hey, from uh. Ingrid and Rossellini. They're still not talking. Uh, <laughs> Are uh, you having any fun, Mr.
4: Fred? Oh, yes, yes.
3: But I'm glad uh, the Christmas shopping is over. Yes. And I hope my aunt in New York likes the present I sent her. What'd you send her, a bucket of water? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, no.
4: A mustache cup. Mustache cup? Yeah, yeah. She's given up shaving till the shortage is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: well. You think it's going to be a nice Christmas? Well, it has been a nice holiday so far. Yeah. Peace on earth for sure. You better start reading something besides those comic books, boy.
1: <laughs> but
3: you are a good house boy. <laughs> <laughs> boy, get a load of the boy, will you? Huh? This guy had the seasick pill concession on Noah's Ark.
1: <laughs> he's so old, he's
3: his own ancestor.
1: I should have left it alone. <laughs>
4: You'll, uh, you'll pardon me for saying this yeah. I may be old But I'm still young enough To hang my stockings Over the fireplace With the children uh, Tell me where's yours? Right there with the air wick
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had to put the other one on My foot got cold Besides I asked Santa uh, For something that will fit better In the garage you know Oh I mm-hmm. see You didn't ask him For a new Buick again Why not? Last Christmas I asked him for a Buick And all he left me Was four holes <laughs> Nothing, I got. You open your presents yet? Oh,
4: I know, sir. Santa
3: hasn't come yet. Are you kidding? Santa Claus hasn't come? Why, well, it's one thirty. Yes, I know. Oh, and it's got
4: me worried. wonder what's happened to him.
3: Well, I don't know. Maybe he thought Los Angeles smog was one big chimney and got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go outside and look around. You know how these flight conditions are now.
4: My, it sure is dark out tonight. Yeah,
3: that's because the sun's not out.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs>
3: oh, Makes you feel silly when they ain't there.
1: Well,
4: <laughs> huh? uh, look at the distance. Look at the distance there. A falling comet.
3: Oh, that's an airplane. Stop worrying now.
4: Oh, I've got a right to worry. That's a falling comet. <laughs>
3: You better call the airport and tell them a falling comet's gonna land out there (laughs) There's a phone, I'll get it it. Hello, Merry Christmas Uh,
2: Merry Christmas, Red, did you like my present?
3: No, Santa Claus hasn't been here yet
2: He hasn't been here yet either What do you think's holding him up?
3: Well, I don't know, they don't make chimneys the way they did in the old days Maybe he got stuck in somebody's unit heat
2: (laughs) (laughs) See, this is bad, Red, I can't sleep, you know, for thinking about it
3: No, neither can I Tell you what, meet me down at the all-night coffee shop in ten minutes, will you?
1: Shall we drive down there?
3: No, let's ride piggyback. <laughs> then everybody will think we're in the Christmas spirit, me carrying home a pedestrian. <laughs> hey, you know, everybody really has the Christmas spirit this year. I saw a pedestrian get hit, and when the ambulance came up, and the doctor jumped out, he and he's, Oh, broken arm. Like to have it gift-wrapped?
1: <laughs>
3: well, back to this stuff. I'll meet you down at the coffee shop. Mr. Fred, I'm going out. I'll be right back.
4: Uh, do you mind if I put some Christmas music on? Might help bring Santa around.
3: Yeah, uh, Dave Rose and his orchestra has a wonderful Christmas album. Put that one on, but keep it soft. I don't want to wake up the children before Santa Claus gets here.
2: Get a load of that jerk staggering down the middle of the street. Hey, what are you doing in the street?
3: Uh, what what you like to.
2: Willie Lump Lump, get out of the street before you get run over. Yeah,
3: well, that's the idea, Bob. That's the idea.
1: Huh? Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm giving these California drivers a Christmas present.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, it's, not, it's not as bad as it used to be, though. You know, this morning one guy played Pocket Billiards with me.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Bounced
3: me off of three curbs into a manhole. (laughs) You want me to drive you home? it's pretty hard to do. You see, this writing is so close to the paper.
1: (laughs) I can handle
3: the white stuff. This black stuff's what throws me. (laughs) You want me to drive you home? Do
2: what? I say, do you want me to drive you home?
3: What do you got, a mule train? (laughs) No, come on, get in. Oh, no, I don't accept rides with strangers. I've read the papers, like
1: <laughs> uh,
3: Fat
2: boy Listen, Willie, don't call me fat boy For two cents, I'd knock you flat
3: Well, that's no trick I'm on my hands and knees now
2: <laughs> Well, why don't you get up off your knees And walk like a man?
3: Because my wife made a monkey out of me <laughs> Come on, I'll drive you home. Oh, no, you don't. Take your big, fat hand off me. I'll drive myself home. I can drive as well as the next man. Of course, the man sitting next to me was at Joe's Barn Grill.
2: <laughs> well, how can you drive when you're not even in a car?
3: I'm not in a car? No. Well, think when? <laughs> Last time I noticed, I was sitting in a car. And I got in it. Everything goes wrong. Well, I, glad I thought somebody stole my steering wheel. Really?
1: Yeah, oh, I- you know
3: no In the front seat
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well I
3: drove off the yeah, no.
2: Well you're walking now yeah.
3: Oh I remember what happened now I was driving along Whistling Christmas carols And there was a woman See mm-hmm. Out of Yeah see. She was driving in front of me And she singled for a left turn And I believed her
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well
3: that's my story Mr. Anthony. <laughs> Don't you know where your car is, Willie? Sure, I know where it's left here, right? Here, some of it's in my pocket here. <laughs> you know anybody who wants to buy an old U-tub cap?
1: <laughs>
3: well, come on,
2: Willie. Let me take you home.
3: I got news for you, boy. I'm not riding in that car. You have to hit something because you don't look right to me, boy. You just don't look right to me. I've seen a lot of drivers in my day, boy, but you just don't. Look
1: right to me. Willie, and
3: goes for your
2: uncle too <laughs> This is Christmas, Willie yeah. oh, Why don't you go home to your wife? Yeah. She's probably worried, worried
3: about you Worried about me It's her fault that I'm like this She says, Willie, dear this us have an old-fashioned Christmas So I says, why stop with one? <laughs> I'm dreaming of a tight Christmas,
1: my friend
2: <laughs> Oh, boy, you sure got a red nose Is that what that is?
1: Yeah <laughs>
2: I thought I was eating an apple on a (laughs) steak Now look, Willie, I think you'd better go home Why? I don't know if you've heard about it yet But it's 2 a.m. and Santa Claus hasn't come yet
3: well, I don't blame them. All the fighting and thieving that's going on, everybody yelling peace on earth and working on the atom bomb at the same time. <laughs> People don't trust each other. He was poor old Dave Rose, he really got messed around with him. Really? What happened? Yeah. To he went out and bought 36 neckties for the band. See, you know no. what they did? No. They all chipped in and bought him one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know you, 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 everybody's out they're not friendly anymore. No. I, you take my wife. Would you please take
1: my wife? <laughs> I'll go
3: crawling in tonight. She'll be standing there with her consoles flipping in the breeze. Yeah. Thinking, where have you been, buddy? where have you been, buddy?
1: where have you been, where have
3: you And then I'll tell her where I've been and she won't believe me. She'll think I've been out hoisting a few of the boys down at, down at Joe's Bar and Grill. That's what she's going to think. Well, why don't you explain to her? Because it's rude to talk to people with a mouthful of pretzels. <laughs> people just don't show up anymore. They just go. I don't blame Santa Claus for not coming. You ask me, boy. You just don't look right <laughs> to me, boy. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't
2: say that, Willie Gosh, think of all the disappointed people there will be if Santa Claus doesn't
3: people. come ah, Disappointed people, I get A lot of people care about the Christmas spirit Nobody's friendly anymore Look at that guy standing over in the park. I said, Hey, boy, Merry Christmas Hey, boy, hey, Merry Christmas You know what I mean? How do you like that? Two selfies to extend greetings to me
2: Well, Willie, that's a statue Mm-hmm That's a statue <laughs>
3: Well, I hope he don't try to drive home How plastered can you get <laughs> Well, I can't stand here yapping with you all
2: night. Merry Christmas, Willie. Yeah. You know, I gotta go buy a few things for the kids just in case Santa Claus doesn't show up at are all. Are you
3: serious? Danny hasn't really come yet? Well,
2: I've been telling you for ten minutes something has happened to Santa Claus.
3: Well, maybe the teamsters union pulled off the reindeers until they investigate Rudolph, that red-nosed one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta go, boy. Uh, hey, hold on. You, you keep
2: saying you gotta go home, but you're walking in the other direction.
3: Well, that only goes to show you that my feet are smarter than my mouth. Well, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry
2: Christmas, Willie. Ah,
3: he's just Don't look right
1: to
2: me. Gosh, what's going to happen? There's a parking space. (laughs) Guess I'll get the radio news while I'm waiting for Skelton.
5: And now, a special announcement. It's about Santa Claus, who has been mysteriously delayed. Mrs. Santa Claus told the Associated Press that Santa left to make his deliveries at 12 sharp, and she hasn't heard from him since. A worldwide search has been made, but no trace of his reindeer and sleigh filled with over a billion dollars' worth of gifts has been found. Drew Pearson predicts that this will be a big Republican issue in the 1950 election.
2: (laughs) Well, it's about time you got here. Yeah.
3: Isn't that awful about Santa Claus? Yeah. Come on, let's go in this all-night beanery and get some coffee. Okay. Oh, I see our southern-fied friend is on duty.
0: Well, if it ain't my little old fat ham Yankees. What are y'all gonna hire?
3: You got any chicken? Hot chicken?
1: <laughs> Hot
3: chicken? This is a cold turkey if I ever saw <laughs> one. Give us a couple of cups of coffee.
0: Coffee? Hmm. My, you fellas are really living. What'd you do, pool your money? Hmm. Here's your coffee. Yeah. And here's a couple of spoons and a book of matches.
3: Well, what are the matches for?
0: The coffee's cold and I thought you might like to warm it up. <laughs>
3: Merry Christmas, honey Well, Rod, you think we've got trouble? Get a load of this old lady that just came in Hey, yeah, that's old Molly the Moocher Mm. Get a load of that fur coat she's wearing It looked like it jumped on her from a tree (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, boy Merry
1: Christmas Couldn't see you Uh, Say, you couldn't
4: see your way clear to help an old silent picture star, could you? (laughs) You were in pictures? Years ago, yeah I was the belle of Hollywood. Now the only way I could take a man off his feet is to offer him a chair. (laughs) Say, you don't happen to have a cigarette, do you, fella?
2: Yeah, here, keep the
5: pack.
4: Really? Oh, there's six or seven good butts in there, yes.
1: (laughs) You were really in silent pictures?
4: Yeah, I was in the Nickelodeon when it wasn't worth two cents yeah. Say, you don't happen to have a match on you do Yeah, you? here's a light Oh, thanks uh, Can I keep the lighter? No, no, no <laughs> Hey,
3: Rod, I think this old gal's a pickpocket
4: Oh, whatever gave you that idea, youngster? You got your hands in my pocket Oh, I was only warming it. it is cold <laughs> Say, buddy, you wouldn't happen to have a little Christmas spirit on your hip, would you? On my hip? Look, uh, you don't look like the type of drinks Oh, it wasn't for me My canary has a touch of virus and I thought little Nip might fix him up <laughs> Say, uh, uh, you wouldn't by any chance have a bus transfer on you, would you? Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, don't you have any income? Well, I'll tell you Business was slow this Christmas Those store detectives caught up to me before I got my shopping bag half full You're a shoplifter? Well, oh, I hate to boast, mister But Saks Fifth Avenue sent all Their last-minute shoppers to my house <laughs> Say, uh, could you spare a sawbuck, huh?
3: Well, all I got's a $20 bill Well,
4: beggars can't be choosers <laughs>
1: uh,
4: Say, if it's easy on you I'll accept a money order
3: I don't have any money orders uh, A stamp? Nope Poker chip? Look, Grandma... If you need money that bad, here, wait, where's my wallet? It's missing. Okay, hand it over,
4: Grandma. Oh, here it is. Sorry. You shouldn't leave it laying around in your pocket like that. <laughs> <laughs> Say, you don't happen to have the
3: time, do yes, you? Yes, it's now okay, hand me my watch.
1: Oh,
4: here it is. I'm
3: yeah. Sorry. How do you like that, Rod? Rod. Hey, Rod, where'd he go? Okay, hand him over. <laughs>
2: I'm right behind you Now don't
4: get excited Well, Merry Christmas, boys Big ones, though (laughs) Hey, before she gets out of sight Let's check the fillings in her
3: teeth Yeah Hey, look, standing over there Under the street lamp The four knights They've been out every night Singing Christmas carols Open the door I want to hear them sing
1: the whole-built of
5: holly, fa-la-la-la-la, la 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 the season to be jolly, fa-la-la-la-la, la 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 Darn we now, our gay apparel, fa la 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 the ancient Yuletide carols, fa la la
1: la-la-la-la-la.
5: Strike mm-hmm. the harp and join the chorus mm-hmm. Follow me in merry measure la 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 While I tell of you tight treasures mm-hmm.
6: La 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 la. Fast away the old year passes. La 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 la. Hail the new
1: year, and lesson Fa La 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 la. Sing we joyous all together. La 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 la. Needless of the wind and weather. La 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 la.
2: It's 3 o'clock in the morning and no sign of Santa yet. Boy, what are all the parents going to tell their kids when they wake up in the morning?
3: Gee, I can't believe it. You know, we've always taken Santa Claus for granted. Now he doesn't show up. Maybe that's why, Rod. Maybe we just don't deserve him anymore.
2: Well, I guess Junior's already heard about it. Look, the lights are on up in his room. Yeah. Maybe I should stop in and comfort the little guy. You know, he rather likes me.
3: Yeah, well, I'll see you later, Rod. (laughs)
2: Merry Christmas, Red No, it can't be Hey, Skelton, come on back Skelton, look up on Junior's house yeah,
3: Merry Christmas, Rod.
2: Who's there? It's me, Ron O'Connor
0: At three in the morning? Blow your breath through the keyhole before I open the door <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I haven't been drinking, open up
0: What's wrong, Rod?
2: Well, haven't you heard? Santa Claus hasn't made any deliveries And I know why Come here and look up on top of your roof
0: Well, for goodness sake Reindeer and a sleigh
2: Yeah, Santa's in this house Something's happened to him Look, the light is on up in Junior's room
0: (laughs) Well, let's go and see why he's up Here Here's his room Junior, are you asleep?
3: I'm sleeping like a little lamb, kiddo. Just laying <laughs> him mowing around in my fellow.
2: Junior, you open up. Santa Claus is in here and he wants to see you.
3: You mean he got your away? Where is that big red blimp? Where'd he go? <laughs> That's what we want you to tell us. Here, now let go of me here. How would I know where Santa Claus is? I'm just a little kid. I've been asleep. <laughs> By the way, Fatso, how is your little boy? Well, he's a chip off the old block. You mean a slice off of the old ham, don't you? <laughs> Why do you call me a ham? I calls him the way I see him.
0: <laughs> Rod, look here in Junior's room.
3: Tricycles, dolls, electric trains, football Yeah, boy, I loaded this year, boy Junior,
2: out with it Where's Santa Claus?
3: Yes, Junior, out with it I ain't talking till I see me mouthpiece I demand a habeas rip- popsicle
1: okay.
3: <laughs> A habeas rip your cork, I something
0: Rob, do you realize what he's done?
3: Yes, he's kidnapped Santa Claus Yeah, that booby cap and the chimney really worked this time Oh, there's <laughs> just no end to your meanness I got a feeling I'm going to wish there was no end to me,
1: too You know, I never
2: thought I'd grow up to see a thing like that. Well, I got
3: news for you, Kato. You didn't grow up. You grew out.
1: I don't know where he
0: gets it from. Yeah? We never had such thoughts when we were children. Well,
3: naturally, there wasn't so many people then, and they only had 13 states.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come I'm not that old. Oh, no.
3: Pop says you helped Paul reverse saddle his horse.
0: I did not. Oh, no.
3: The British is coming.
0: Good luck, Paul. Drop me a card from Lexington. He's hey, Junior gone far enough. Now, where is he? Answer me. Where is Santa Claus? No,
3: you don't, boy. I've cornered the market and I aim to keep it that way. Oh. You know.
0: Why can't you be good?
3: I have been good. For the last few weeks, I've been so good it would make a kid like me sick to think about it. You know? <laughs> look, look all I would have gotten if I hadn't thought up this little scheme. Look what the little old boy was going to give me. Towels, Mark, his, hers, and mine with a skull and crossbones <laughs> on <it.
2: laughs>
3: Well, that's no reason for
2: kidnapping, Santa. Yeah. Why don't you act like other little kids and hang up your stockings?
3: I did. Not only did I hang up every pair I own, but me high topped and a wind sock from the airport.
0: <laughs> Will you stop chattering and tell me where he is? Closet door. Wait a minute. Somebody's banging on the closet
3: no, door. No, that's the Moors. They've taken up tap dancing. <laughs>
0: I'll bet it's the Maws. <gasps>
3: The skunk patrol training has failed me again. Well, here, I'll help untie you, Santa. Oh, Junior, how could you? Well, I'm not giving any of my secrets away to you.
5: Okay, Santa, there you are. You're all untied. Are you all right? Oh, yes. I'm fine. <laughs> no broken bones, just a broken heart. Hmm? I never thought greed would enter a little child's head. What? Never thought I'd live to see such selfishness in this country.
3: Well, maybe not, but from here on is I going to be the main boy. They have to come to me if they want any toys to play with. From now on, in they don't do what I says, they get nothing, boy. Mark that down in your little red book.
5: Junior, old Santa Claus doesn't like to lecture, but he wants you to listen. I don't blame you for what you've done. You're just a child. And by observation, you are trying to follow the trend of the present-day thinking of the lazy-get-something-for-nothing group. But this doesn't build a healthy world, nor will it bring peace. For once we turn the birthday of the Christ child into a holiday for the greedy, God's likeness in fellow man disappears and is replaced by a lust for power. Alexander the Great, Napoleon the Kaiser, Hitler. They've all tried it, son. And all are dead, dear, along with their prisoners. Think how you'll feel when your neighbors awaken and find that Santa, the symbol of unselfish giving, has disappeared. Think how lost they'll be when they find empty stockings, all because you for one second forgot and became greedy. That's how spiritual guidance is lost, by forgetting it. For just one second. Well, I I'll be going now. I'll leave the presents here and go back to the North Pole and hope and pray that I can come again next year. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Goodbye, Santa.
0: Oh, I'm sorry this happened. Well there's nothing I can do. He has all the gifts. And it's like he says, if we don't obey, we get nothing.
3: Oh, I didn't mean you, Mummy.
5: I'm sorry, Junior. But when you control men's thoughts, belittle their dignity and self-respect, and become a dictator, you do mean everyone. Even your mummy. You're not to be trusted. Or without faith. You're without understanding.
3: Well, then take all the presents back. I don't want any of them. I don't I'm sorry. I didn't realize what I was doing, Santa Claus. I love you. I love you ever since I've known about you, Santa Claus. Please take him back. I'll never be greedy again.
5: Honest, I won't. Now, 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 don't cry. That won't help matters.
3: I can't help it. I'm bad. All I need now is a mustache, that's for. Yeah, darling, no,
0: you're
4: not really bad. Oh, bless his little heart. Yeah,
5: bless his little heart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Junior, hearing you talk like that makes me feel better. Oh, here, let me help you yeah. pack the well, bag. Fine. I've <laughs> still got about two hours before. Day oh, you break. can
1: make it then rain. You'll be back, you know.
5: There won't be a disappointed child or grown up. Even if I do miss some of them, they'll still have a big present from old Santa. Freedom to believe.
3: Oh, goodbye, Santa Claus. And now I'll remember to be good. Oh,
1: Blitzen!
3: Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Santa Claus! Oh. Merry Christmas! Thanks for being with us, and until next Sunday... This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now, and thanks for listening. And from Procter & Gamble, we wish all of you a very Merry Christmas.
2: Red Skelton is heard in this program to the courtesy of Metro Golden Mayor. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
7: Craft clothes for men and 924 leading retail stores from coast to coast present the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Our stories are based upon the character of Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sherlock Holmes is portrayed by John Stanley. Dr. Watson by Alfred Shirley. And the dramatizations are by Edith Meiser. Well, here we are about to enter Dr. Watson's familiar study. Hello, what's this? We find the good doctor hanging up his Christmas holly.
8: Not forgetting a sprig of mistletoe, Mr. Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Hope springs eternal, as they say. But here, help me down from this chair. My old legs aren't as agile as they were. In the days when I followed Holmes through the dungeons and up the tower stairs of old Pensdagen Castle.
7: Here we are. Oh, thanks. That sounds suspiciously like the beginning of a Sherlock Holmes yarn, Dr. Watson. It
8: is, Mr. Harris, it is. Holmes always called it the adventure of the Christmas bride. It concerns a ghostly lady in white who was supposed to have disappeared centuries ago. The honor of a noble family and a certain Father Christmas who suddenly sang bass. And now, while I fix us both a yuletide, Torrey, suppose you tell our friends and listeners about a gift every man in our audience would welcome from Father Christmas, or as you Americans call him, Santa Claus.
7: With pleasure, Dr. Watson. And not only from Santa Claus, a thrifty man can give himself a worthwhile gift any time if he insists on Clippercraft. For Clippercraft clothes, keep on giving for a long, long time. First of all, you've never seen such truly fine clothes... At such really low prices, that means you pocket the savings. That's the first gift to yourself. And they also give you superb styling, perfect fit, and long wear. Clippercraft clothes give you so very much because of the unique Clippercraft plan. Concentrating the buying power of 924 of the nation's leading stores from coast to coast. That means tremendous savings in manufacturing and distribution costs. And yours are the savings this brilliant plan makes possible. Clippercraft suits are only $40 and $45. Clippercraft topcoats and overcoats only $40. And sport jackets only $26.50. Clippercraft values are so amazing, we urge you to compare them with clothes selling for many dollars more. And now, how about that Christmas bride, Dr. Watson?
8: Her name is Ginevra and she was the heir and only child of Lord Robert Neville, 10th Earl and 54th Baron Pensdragon of Pensdragon Castle. Yes, I shall never forget my first glimpse of that ancient and somewhat forbidding edifice, the walls grey and bleak without their summer covering of ivy, the towers square and defiant with the red or rouge dragon pennant, angrily defying the winter gales, Well, as I was saying, a rather urgent message from Lord Neville on elegant embossed stationery had arrived at 221B Baker Street. Would Mr. Holmes and Dr. Watson do him the honor of a visit to Penn's Dragon over the Christmas holidays? The visit to include the wedding of his daughter, Lady Ginevra, to the immensely wealthy but slightly middle-aged Wentworth Trimingham which was due to occur on the second day of the New Year.
7: Now, don't tell me the eminent Mr. Sherlock Holmes was called in to guard the wedding presents, Dr. Watson. (laughs) hardly, Mr. Harris. At any
8: rate, the day before Christmas, found us alighting from our train at a small station in the Cumberland Hills, which, as you know, are situated in the north of England. There had been a slight fall of snow. An ancient carriage with red wheels and the Neville Arms on the door was drawn up to the station platform... While the anxious face of the Lord of the Manor himself, in top hat and earmuffs, peered through one of the steamy windows.
6: Mr. Holmes and Dr. Watson. That's right. Uh, this way, gentlemen. His Lordship's expecting you in carriage. Quite a fall of snow you've had here. Aye, sir. More a coming. By rights, we should have brought the sleigh. Only his lordship loaned it to the vicar for tomorrow night. Vicar always plays fire to Christmas at the hall on Christmas Eve, my nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Holmes and Dr. Watson, oh. sir. Good afternoon,
9: gentlemen. Good afternoon. I'll uh, hop in before you freeze to death. Thank you. Are uh, you here, Mr. Holmes? You're your friend opposite. Ah. And now then, Dennis, back to Penn's Dragon as fast as you can. Aye, my lord. Mr. Holmes, you are doubtless curious as to why I've invited you and
10: Dr. Watson to share our Yuletide celebrations at Penn's Dragon. To be quite honest, Lord Neville, I didn't think it was entirely for the pleasure of our society, although Watson is quite an asset when it comes to carol singing. Oh, tenor? No, certainly not baritone.
9: Oh, oh, that's good. The vicar who leads the Christmas singing is rather proud of his tenor voice, and I may say he's not too fond of competition. Uh, Mr. Holmes... I have invited you to Penn's Dragon to make sure that nothing, nothing occurs to prevent the marriage of my daughter to Mr. Wentworth Trimmingham. Why is that marriage so imperative, Lord Neville? Uh, To be brutally frank, Mr. Holmes, the Neville estates are mortgaged up to the ears. If the marriage does not go through on the second of next month, I shall be
10: bankrupt, totally bankrupt. I see. Has anything occurred, Lord Neville, to make you fear that this marriage
8: may not take place? Well, no. That is nothing definite. Perhaps the Lady Ginevra hasn't been able to hide her distaste for the match. Oh,
9: no, no, no. Nothing like that. Well, I, I wouldn't say it was a passionate attachment on either side but they they like the same things she laughs at all his jokes what better foundation could one ask for a marriage jay watson well that's what i should have said well everything was as smooth as silk until the dowager duchess of terse gave the engagement dinner last month it was at her suggestion that i sent you the invitation to pen's dragon she's been decidedly edgy ever since percy returned in the midst of the betrothal dinner two weeks ago percy yes percy is my cousin although he's only seven years older than Ginevra. He's our next of kin. As a matter of fact, he's an orphan and lived with us at Penn's Dragon until he went off to Canada to seek his fortune two years ago.
8: If anything should happen to your daughter before she produced an heir, would Percy Neville inherit?
9: Yes, Dr. Watson. Both the title and the estates. Percy Neville's return was unexpected, I gather. It was. Unexpected and melodramatic, to say the least. The betrothal dinner was being held in the great hall of Penn's Dragon Castle. My daughter had just risen to return the bridegroom's toast. As she lifted her glass, a casement window was thrown violently open, and Percy walked in out of the night.
0: And now I should like to make a toast to my future bridegroom, Percy. Good
11: servants, Percy. Is
6: it really you? I'm sorry to make such an abrupt entrance, yes. Lady Terse, But I came as soon as I received news of the engagement.
0: Percy, why didn't you let us know you were coming?
6: Let you know? Let you know when you never bother to answer my letters?
0: But Percy, we never received any letters. We, we thought you'd forgotten us.
6: i had forgotten. As if that would have mattered.
0: Percy, that's not true. You know how fond I, we are of you.
6: How touching.
0: Percy, this is Wentworth. Wentworth Trimingham, my future bridegroom.
6: So, this is the little man they've sold you to. Stop that! <laughs> Stop it at once!
0: I'm very fond of Wentworth.
6: How are you, my dear Ginevra?
0: Percy, why do you look at me like that?
6: To think you should so soon forget our family motto. Neville Baylis. The name Neville means that, you know. Neville Baylis.
8: Venus. Let it, I take it, eh, Holmes? Quite. It means stoop
10: to nothing base, in case you've forgotten your obit, Watson. Oh, teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Tell me, Lord Neville, what happened after Percy quoted the family motto to your daughter?
9: Oh, he stamped off to his old rooms in the tower and hasn't been out of them since. How does the Lady Ginevra react to this unfriendly behaviour? Oh, she says let him sulk. It's no concern of hers. Lady Turse, on the other hand, is thoroughly unnerved by Percy's return. Oh? As she feels sure he'll do something outrageous the day of the wedding... Poor Wentworth is as edgy as a hen on a hot griddle. Well, of course, that may be due to his encounter with the white lady. White lady? Who's she? The ghost of the first Ginevra, you know. The bride who played hide-and-seek on her wedding night and was never seen alive again. Years later, her skeleton was found in her great dower chest, still dressed in her wedding gown. She'd hidden in there, and somehow the house must have fallen down, and she was locked in and smothered to death.
8: Seems to me I remember a rather famous poem on the subject. Oh, yes.
9: So all the Ginevras and the Neville family have been named after her. She's supposed to walk through the halls of the castle whenever a misfortune is due to occur. Oh, cheerful damsel, eh, Holmes? When and how did Wentworth Trimingham meet the lady? Well, Mr. Holmes, it seems it's his habit to knock on my daughter's door on his way to bed to wish her good night. Last night, the wind was rather high and he couldn't seem to make my daughter hear. Suddenly, he heard a strange creaking noise down the corridor behind him. Looking round, he saw the lid of the dower chest rise. Slowly.
6: Ginevra. Ginevra, my dear, it's I, Wentworth. I've come to bid you good night. Ginevra, are you there? Ginevra!
1: Who calls me?
6: What was that? Good Lord, the... The lid of the chest is rising. There's something... A woman in white. She's rising out of the chest. Who,
1: who, who are you? The first Ginevra. You called to me, so I have come to warn you. Go away. Go away before it is too
10: late. Then what
9: happened, Lord Neville? Nothing, hmm. Mr. Holmes. Apparently the white figure glided past my daughter's fiancée and disappeared up the tower stairs. Hmm.
10: What did the lady look like? Blonde? Brunette? Uh, Wentworth
9: says her features were hidden by the bridal veil.
10: Yes. Interesting. I
9: suppose anyone in the house would have access to that tower chest. On the contrary, Mr. Holmes. Too many people are possessed of insatiable curiosity. I keep the silly thing safely padlocked, I promise you. How many keys are there to that padlock? One, which I keep by me, here, on my key ring.
10: A very wise precaution.
8: but it's even larger than the one in my room. The butler tells me Queen Victoria slept there when she paid a visit in 1846.
10: Don't look so superior, Watson. Queen Elizabeth, I'm told, slept here quite a few years before
8: that. Oh,
10: come in. Oh,
8: Lady Tuss, beautiful and charming as ever. Stop and nonsense.
11: Glad to see you, both of you. Something's going on here. Don't like it. What sort
10: of something are you referring to, Lady Tuss?
11: Don't know. If I did, shouldn't have sent for you. Ginevra looks as if butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. Bad sign. Percy looks like a thundercloud. That's worse.
10: I thought percy had locked himself in his rooms and refused to see anyone.
11: I'd like to see anyone refuse to see me. Oh, but I'm Gavin. Uh, you'll want to view the premises.
10: Yes. First of all, I'd like to inspect that dour chest. It might be interesting to investigate how a lady in white can emerge from a carefully padlocked coffer.
11: Then you don't think it was a ghost. Neither do I. Well, what was she up to?
10: We should be able to answer those questions better, Lady Turse, after we've had a look inside that box. I wonder if you could persuade Lord Neville to lend us the key.
11: Here's the key, Mr. Holmes. Lord Neville insists I bring it back the moment you've finished with it.
8: Oh, suspicious, old boy, eh, Holmes?
11: Not suspicious, Dr. Watson. Fussy. Well, Mr. Holmes, why the delay? Open the silly chest. Let's see what's inside.
10: So fast, Lady Turse, not so fast. First, let's have a look at the lock. Heavy old bit of machinery. Yes, almost impossible to pick it without showing signs. There are no signs. Then whoever opened it used that key. Not necessarily, Watson. But there's only one key. Lord Neville told us so.
11: And if Robert says a thing, it's gospel.
10: Yes. Interesting carving around the lock. The wood's very old.
11: Mm, Naturally. Open it up. I'm dying of curiosity.
10: Very well lock means oiling. It hasn't been unlocked for some time. I'll remove the padlock. Here, Watson, hold it. Now, Lady Turse, if you'll help me raise the lid.
0: Right.
8: Good Lord, what's that?
11: Oh, it's Thor, Ginevra's spaniel. Goes everywhere with her.
0: Regular shadow. Oh, yes, here she comes. Hello there. I'm Ginevra. Why, you must be Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. Delighted. Don't let me stop you, Mr. Holmes. You won't. Father told me what you're up to. I'm dying to see what's in the chest, too. Go ahead, open it up. Down, sword, <laughs> down, boy.
10: You see, it's a biggish box, isn't it? Yes, a woman could easily hide in there.
0: Hmm, something uh, white and uh, satin lying on the bottom. Wonderful. It must be her wedding dress. I've always heard it was still in there. Remarkable to find it in such good condition after all these years.
10: The remarkable thing about it, Lady Genevra, is this dust and dirt on the hem. Watson, give me an envelope. I shall want to take a sample.
0: But that's fascinating. I've heard simply fabulous things about you, Mr. Holmes, and now I believe them. Everyone.
10: Do you? Yes, I think we've seen everything there is to be seen here. Watson, you may close the lid and lock it.
6: Right. Uh Aha. So this is Mr. Sherlock Holmes and his famous deductions. They told me you were coming. They? Who's they? I understood you've let no one in here, not even the maid. You've You've overlooked Lady Terse. Try to keep her out of anything.
11: I didn't mention Mr. Holmes, Percy. Or did I?
6: Don't look so suspicious, Lady Terse. I've decided to be a good boy. I've even decided to come downstairs tonight and join in the Christmas Eve festivities.
11: Percy, that gleam in your eye. I've known you too long. You're up to something. (laughs)
7: If you want to know what satisfying people really means, ask any man who wears Clippercraft clothes. He'll sing their praises, with good reason too. For values like Clippercraft amaze even clothing experts. Until you see Clippercraft clothes and try them on, you won't believe such really superb suits are possible at only $40 and $45. And such rich, long wearing top coats and overcoats at only $40. Such very smart sport jackets at only $26.50. For just a fraction of what you'd expect to pay, you get correct styling, perfect fit, and long-wearing materials. An ingenious plan makes this all possible. The Clippercraft Plan, which concentrates the buying power of 924 of the nation's leading stores from coast to coast. You get the savings that result from this group buying at your own local independent store, the store you can trust. Selling inexpensive clothes at inexpensive low prices at the nation's finest independent stores is the great big idea behind the Clippercraft plan. That's why men who know insist on Clippercraft clothes. So be sure to visit the Clippercraft store in your city.
10: These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clippercraft in your suit, top coat, and overcoat. In Manhattan, John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th and 67 Liberty Street. Saks 34th, Broadway at 34th. In Brooklyn, Abraham and Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge Newark. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue.
6: But, He'll be here.
0: But Percy, the snow's so deep. What if he can't get through?
6: Now, don't worry. The sleigh is light, and he has Vixen, the best horse in the county. Nothing can pass her, you know. Oh,
0: dear, I hope so. <laughs> no, fell down. What ails the dog?
6: He may
10: prove to be a bit of a problem, don't you think?
0: Goodness, I hope not. Do- oh, Mr. Holmes. I didn't see you behind that chair.
10: An ancient wing chair often provides a good listening post, my dear. Now, look here, you meddling busybody. Percy,
0: please, you promised.
10: Suppose you allow me to solve the problem of the dog, Lady Ginevra.
0: Would you? I mean... Listen, sleigh bells. The vicar's driving up. He's here.
10: Father Christmas has arrived.
9: Open the door, Paddleford. Now then, everyone... I can't... Good
1: King Wenceslas looked down On the no, no, feast of Stephen then When a slowly no, no, roundabout dearly, 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 I have to declare I've never been, been so cold
6: <laughs> My right ear's <laughs> half
0: frozen Come along, Father Christmas Take you into the dining room. You can have a hot toddy while you get out of your rags.
6: that's a good idea. A uh, good idea. Um, better disguise your voice, sir, or all the children will guess who you are. Uh, that's a good idea too. Uh, uh, gather round all. Uh, bring in the yule log.
10: <laughs> Father Christmas will be with you in a moment to give out the presents to all the
6: good boys and girls.
0: <laughs> uh, there. Uh, How is that? Vicar, you're wonderful. Now go along. Take good care of him, Percy.
6: Never fear, my dear. Oh, dear.
1: <laughs>
0: Mr. Holmes, they're bringing in the yule log. Come and help me set fire to it. Oh, oh look, Dr. Watson has caught Lady Turse under the mistletoe.
11: <laughs> oh, I declare I've never had such a Christmas. Oh, come along, Genevra. They're ready for you to light the fire. Oh,
0: dear, where did I put the matches?
11: Happy, uh, Lady
8: Genevra. Oh,
0: thank you, Dr. Watson.
1: Oh, oh, I, bird.
8: Bird.
1: I say, I say, how she burns, oh, eh? oh, oh,
0: lovely! I do like to toast my feet in front of a yule log.
10: I beg your pardon, Lady Ginevra, but haven't you raised your skirts a bit too high?
0: Oh my goodness! i forgot oh Ginevra, my
11: dear your fiance is making quite an ass of himself who runs into the library every other minute to see no one's lifted one of the wedding presents
8: well all that silver and your present lady terse the diamond tiara
0: i'll admit that tiara is a temptation you shouldn't have given it to me lady terse
11: it's wonderful. Oh, not at all. A confounded nuisance. giving me a headache for years. Glad to be rid of it. Oh, here, here comes Father Christmas.
9: Gather around the punch bowl, everyone, and we'll have a drink or so before we give out the presents. Oh, what?
11: Oh, oh, no, we oh, 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 should. Oh, 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 oh. That's the ticket. Yes. I say, there, Vicar. Father Christmas, I mean. I start us off on a carol. Can't drink your eggnog without a song.
6: Right you are, fair lady. Yes.
11: God rest you, merry gentlemen, let nothing you
1: dismay. Remember Christ the Savior was
6: born on Christmas Day. Oh, jolly, eh, Holmes? Nothing like a good old fashioned English Christmas. Street out of Dickens, don't you know?
10: father christmas not leaving us so soon well uh, that is uh, a long ride home must get going uh, don't tell the others uh, wouldn't want to disturb the party quite how about a hot toddy before you leave stirrup cup you know no i haven't time i haven't time i thought you might say that so i prepared this jug full of grog keep it well wrapped it'll keep you warm it's a long cold drive to gretna green but what mr home no time to waste on your way father christmas think of me when you drink the grog we will wassle wassle merry christmas and a happy new year. Hello, what's this? Vicar off so soon? Uh, yes, Lord Neville. He seemed in a hurry to get home. Ah, oh, can't blame him. It's a cold night. Uh, let us get inside before we freeze to death. Good idea.
11: Oh, I say, ah. they're ready to start the dancing. Uh, Wentworth's trying to find Ginevra so they can lead the dancers. Help!
1: Help! Someone! Oh, who's they calling?
11: Oh, good heavens! What's what is that? Get me out! I'm locked.
9: Why, someone's got himself
10: locked in the dungeon. This way. The entrance is through the dining room. I was hoping for more of a head start. What's there? Nothing, nothing at all. Ah, This is the door to the dungeon.
3: Let me out! Let me out, I say!
9: Yeah, The door is bolted. Just a moment. Ah. Ah. Get me out of here! Good Lord! It's the vicar down there in his underwear and trussed up like a New Year's goose. This is an outrage! Get
11: me out of here!
10: But if the vicar is here, who drove off in the sleigh? Presumably an imposter who stole the vicar's clothes. I thought it might be, you know, when I heard
8: Father Christmas sing bass. Say, Holmes! Holmes, where are you? Lady Ginevra, her fancy can't find her anywhere. She's disappeared, vanished into thin air. Hey, Scott, someone get the vicar
9: out of the dungeon. I've got to find my daughter. (laughs)
11: Oh, Mr. Holmes, come quickly. Ginevra's disappeared. Her dog is crouched in front of the dower chest,
9: howling. Oh, hurry, gentlemen. The same scoundrel that locked the vicar in the dungeon has undoubtedly put Ginevra in the dower chest.
8: I no, hope we're not too late, eh, Holmes?
11: Wentworth's <laughs> tried to break the chest open, but the dog won't let him near. There, you see? Easy, 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 thought, good boy.
9: Yes, 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 I know. I know what you're trying to say. We'll get her out. Oh, confounded the key.
10: Lady Tess, what did you do with the key?
11: But I gave it back to you. No, you didn't. Oh, yes, you did too.
10: Quite all right, you know. No key needed. The wood's so old and the staple's so loose, it's quite possible to lift the lock right out, like this. Right. That's it. I'll raise the lid. Oh, great Scott, there's nothing in there but a roast of beef. Oh, yes. Thor's made off with it, I'm afraid. That explains his interest in the chest, but if Ginevra isn't here, where is she with Father Christmas? I imagine they're heading for the Scottish border in the sleigh. You'll never catch them, I'm afraid
11: oh, of course she's eloped with Percy, so she did talk him round. Good for her, <laughs> so that's why she trailed off up the tower steps in that old bridal gown.
10: I suspected as much when I discovered some of Percy's ashes on its hem. Ah, oh, but this is dreadful. I should be ruined.
11: We'll have to return all the wedding presents. fiddle dee Personally, I'll make mine a much handsomer contribution. Ginevra shall have the tiara and my emeralds as well. They're worth the king's ransom.
9: Lady Turse, you are an astounding female.
11: All women are. Oh, but we're keeping the dancers waiting. You shall lead the lancers with me, Robert. Come
8: along. Say, Holmes, you old fraud. I believe you knew you what was going on all the time. I suspected, Watson,
10: I suspected, but when I saw the lady Ginevra raise her ball gown and display a pair of travelling boots, I was sure. But uh, come along, Watson, we shall have to go down to the kitchen and make peace with the cook. Oh, why that? For making off with Sunday's roast of beef. Something had to be done to keep the dog interested, or he'd have given the show away.
7: That certainly was a Christmas story with all the trimmings, Dr. Watson. liked yeah, delighted,
8: Mr. Harris. And now, while I fill up our glasses, so we can drink a Christmas toast to our listeners and our sponsors.
7: Nothing would give me greater pleasure, Dr. Watson.
8: Ah, here's your glass, Mr. Harris. Thank you. And here's to our radio friends, young and old. Merry, merry Christmas and
7: happiness, prosperity and peace in the new year. Indeed, Dr. Watson. And warm greetings to all the makers of Clippercraft craft poems. Now, Dr. Watson, how about just a small hint about next week's story?
8: Next week, I think I shall tell you how Holmes and I spent New Year's
7: Eve off the Silly Isles. (laughs) New Year's Eve off the Silly Isles? That sounds amusing, Doctor.
8: Hair-raising is the word, Mr. Harris. We were aboard the luxury liner, Gigantic, expecting that any minute she would burst into flames. There's nothing more terrifying, we know, than a fire at sea. (laughs)
7: The makers of Clippercraft clothes and 924 leading stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is produced and directed by Basil Lochran with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 205th Fifth Avenue, New York City. Christmas seals support the fight to prevent the spread of tuberculosis in this community. Buy and use Christmas seals on all your holiday mail, and be sure to mail your packages now. Be sure to listen next week to Sherlock Holmes in New Year's Eve off the Silly Isles. If you'd like to attend the Sherlock Holmes broadcast in New York, see your local Clivercraft dealer, and he'll tell you how to obtain your tickets. This is Cy Harris speaking for Quicker Craft Clothes. This is the world's largest network, serving more than 450 radio stations and mutual broadcasting systems.